You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Oh, 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 what is up, everybody? Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not the most, Javier Reyes. You can find some of my baseball work. I don't know why I stopped there. You can find some of my baseball work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, to which I am a staff writer for. We're going to end it there. You guys know where to follow me and stuff. I'll repeat it throughout the show. I want to get into this because it's time for a crossover, ladies and gentlemen, a locked on crossover. I'm being joined by Mr. Rylan Styles, host of not just the Locked On Thunder podcast in the NBA realm which you might be familiar with him from. He's followed by a lot of important people. It's a big deal. Or Lockdown Royals, where he's also followed still by important people. But Lockdown Royals is what is important today. But before I we get into all that stuff, uh, Rylan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Javi. How are you doing today? I mean, you're looking like you're in the library. I like that. I like all the books. Which yeah, man. Studious. I like the background, like the new camera, like the microphone. <laughs> I like everything. I'm feeling good today. Friday, everything's good. Yeah, I feel pretty good too, man. I mean, look, first of all, everyone, thanks for tuning in uh, for making us your first listen here at Lockdown Padres. Uh, hashtag first listen, as they keep telling us to say. We're free and available on all platforms. If you are watching on the YouTube, if you're not, then you know, go follow Lockdown Padres on YouTube um, where you could see me and my new HD camera. That's right. If people who have been watching me on YouTube, it's now an updated camera, so everyone has that to look forward to. Um, and also check out and download Spotify Green Room. Uh, I'll be going live tonight at the beginning of the Giants-Dodgers game. You guys know who I am rooting for. At Javier Reyes on the app, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. But, Rylan, dude, I'm I'm in a great mood. Despite kind of honestly starting off weirdly to, with today's crossover, been messing up the ad reads and stuff, but to be perfectly honest, I don't know what's going on with me. Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. What has been kind of the vibe for you with the Royals and, heck, just with sports in general lately? You know, it's been busy. Everything's kind of returning now all at one time, so it's been very busy. Uh, but oh, good vibes only today. You know, it feels it feels good today. I got a lot of work to do, right. but yeah, it feels really good. It's a Friday, man. At least, that's, yeah, that's what we're recording. Um, I'm I'm just you know, MLB postseason is the biggest obviously topic at hand, and I wanted to have you on because when it comes to doing general talks about baseball, you are, I mean, an S tier guest. On the podcast, longtime listeners are familiar with you. Longtime listeners might have listened to, in my genuine personal opinion, the most underrated episode in Locked On MLB Network, that channel, all of the podcast history, which is when we drafted Thanksgiving foods. I, I, I believe to my very bone, to my soul, that it is the most underrated episode ever put out by anyone on this, at least the MLB Network. I can't attest to the NFL and the the nba but i can say for mlb super underrated and i'm just glad to have you back on man that was great i mean i think that that lasted a whole week we had so much content from it uh but mm-hmm. we're gonna do it again this year i think no maybe who knows uh, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun i mean you drafted items i'm not even sure are actually, sorts, right? i'm not sure that you drafted items that are edible and exist like in real life but I've never heard of them, so that's why oh, I think that you lost that draft. The acorn squash is what I got a lot of heat for, and I think that that was just I'm hate still not sure on your part. 
it's it's a hundred percent real. Sorry that I had a sophisticated palate. Oh. All right, and that it wasn't all just turkey and cranberry sauce and I, I never drafted cranberry sauce. Do not put that evil on me. That's not me. I do I do stand by my take that turkey is just not that good. It's everybody stop. Like it's it's good when you mix it together with everything. Uh, but otherwise, it's like what what are we doing? Maybe we'll draft Halloween candies. Maybe candies could be our next thing. We that's, are in October. That's a good one. We're getting close. Uh, Lee Ryland, we we're in October. We need to talk about baseball because we are we are sports podcasters after all. Uh, at least for now, until we get to the those candy or Christmas drafts potentially in the future. Uh, but before we get into the playoffs, I just want to ask you: You are the host of Lockdown Royals. What's kind of just your general take on the season? You guys have not too much to be happy about. Uh, a very different type of unhappiness as opposed to my unhappiness with the Padres and their collapse. But you know, you've got some top level prospects and Bobby Witt, your boy. Um, what's kind of the, the feeling around Royals camp before we talk into baseball playoffs and stuff? You know, it's a disappointing season. Uh, this was kind of a season where you were supposed to kind of put your best foot forward and show improvement and uh, kind of kind of make that push similar to what the Mariners did. You know, obviously Seattle got really close where they were like days away from the playoffs. So you were hoping to be maybe weeks away from the playoffs uh, this year and then kind mm-hmm. of set yourself up, up for next year because 2022 has been the year that Dayton Moore uh, and the Royals front office has always targeted as a day to get back to the postseason and still sticks by that date right now. Uh, so it's, so it's weird because I talked about this yesterday on lockdown Royals. Uh, you know, it's weird because even as they played so bad this year, you know, they had that amazing month where they were the best doing baseball for the first month of the season. And they had a good September. And even while they play so bad this year, the roster won't change much, but yet the playoffs will still be the expectation next year with the expanded postseason likely coming to town. And also mm-hmm. just the fact that you know the natural progression of young players, which will hopefully take place. You're going to hopefully have a better season from all of your young pitchers, which will just make you a better team. You're going to hopefully add Bobby Witt Jr. and Nick Prado, who are two of the best minor league bats in the entire world. Uh, hopefully that makes you a better team in its own right. And then you get some bounce backs from a guy like Connor Dozier, who didn't play very well this year. Uh, and hopefully uh, Mondesi can be healthy, which, you know, the Royals aren't even counting on that anymore. But still, it's a hope that you can put out there in the universe. And then you add maybe a bullpen arm or two in the offseason and, and you're a team that can legitimately compete for the postseason. Uh, the only the only worry is, was this kind of the lone down year for Minnesota or are they just going to be down for the next couple of years? Because if you didn't capitalize on this division, that's pretty weak whenever you look at it. Uh, you know, the Tigers were scrappy, but they still only finish about two or four games above the Royals. Uh, you know, the the Cleveland mm-hmm. ball club was not as great as they had been, but still pretty good. And then the White Sox were awesome. But, like, you, you should have beat up more within your division. And really, uh, it was just losing to the White Sox, you know, that, that hurt them a ton uh, in this division. So there's a lot to be, you know, it's, it's like a glass half full, glass half empty. You can say, I don't care about September. They do this every year because they do. The Royals always have a good September. They try to sell you on that being uh, what's going to happen in, in the next season. And it never does come true. Or you can look at a glass half full and, and just evaluate how, how young this team is and hopefully that they'll take a progression that's linear and you can have that going into next year and make the postseason and have a little fun. Uh, but I think that this year might have taken a step back. I mean, it, it's just hard mathematically to – make up 20 games yeah. in one off season. It just is. You know, and that's what you're going to have to do to get to the postseason. You know, you're going to win, you need to win like 85, 90 games. Uh, so I think that, you know, this year was a step backwards because next year, if they are a respectable team and they finish just outside the playoffs as Seattle did this year, uh, as other teams have done this year, 
then that's still considered success, even though this team's been targeting 2022. And it's so dangerous not to make it next year because in a 10, you'll be a free agent. He played very well this year. You could be in line for a huge deal. How many more years of MVP caliber Salvador Perez do you have left? And you don't want to keep wasting them. We've wasted them the last yeah. two seasons. You do not want to waste it a third year. You need to make everything that, that makes sense financially. You need to do everything in your power to buy this offseason and try to get there. But with that expanded postseason, this can all look different. And, and if there's an expanded postseason, then then maybe the goal is actually to make up those 20 games because now those 20 games are 15 or 10 or whatever that mark will be, depending on how many teams that they add. So it's all still up in the air right now. And, and you can either look at this very positively or very negatively. And most of the time, the truth's in the middle. So it turns out that this season was just a big ah. You know, I'm surprised by two things. Surprised by two things. First of all, by how much of a monologue you had just now. It was it was impressive. I did not expect you to be just full in, just go all Royals there for a minute. It was great. I loved it. I thought you were just going to be like, hey, we got Bobby Witt Jr. Hopefully he's great at the end. But instead, you brought up, you know, Salvador Perez, who I think led the league at home runs this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or no, was it Otani? No, it's I'm forgetting if Perez. It was Otani? Salvi. Okay. It was Salvi? Okay, yeah, yeah. He beat him like by two or three, I think, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Salvi was awesome. Screw the analytics nerds who keep talking about uh, how it wasn't that impressive. Guys, he had 49 bobs. I don't, I, I don't care. It was fun. Appreciate something in your life. The freak analytics I'm crowd so sick of the analytics like crowd. I really am. I mean, don't even get started on this crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that. But I have two final Royals questions that tie into the Padres. Okay? Two of them. First of all, why didn't you trade us with Merrifield when I asked you to? And second... Would you like a Carlos Santana for Eric Hosmer swap? Could I could I interest you in that swap? Perhaps maybe throwing you know a, a, a pick or perhaps, but uh, I'm wondering if that would be something you'd be interested in over there in Royalstown. Well, Carlos Santana certainly was not any good this year, so uh, it doesn't really. I'll take. Yeah, him. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll take him. he was take a ton, him. <laughs> he was a lot cheaper, so that helps your pods there because he's a ton cheaper. Uh, on a deal you can mm-hmm. easily get out of if you wanted to. If you don't, if you just want to acquire him and then just kind of buy him out but uh no i i think that the eric hosmer thing it doesn't make a ton of sense because he can't dh and you're gonna have nick prado come up and play first base and be an otherworldly bat and so uh the most ideal thing to me will just be keep carlos santana even though he was not very good this year or at least not you know the typical Carlos santana you would hope for the way that he was in that first month of the season you know you're going to be able to slide him to that dh role this year play prado at first and kind of elongate your lineup a little bit there with, with Eric Hosmer, you know, I'm sure that he still has a ton of fans in Kansas city, but it would take adding a ton of prospects. I mean, you think about the, the just the amount of contract that's needed, the, the amount of uh, money that's needed, <laughs> the amount of money that's needed to, to acquire uh, Eric Hosmer. Dude. But like, he's a hometown hero. Ah, you know, he got bro. you guys the world series. Like, like, you know, they play that dramatic and song. See, this is when what I'm afraid of. James right here, this is what I'm back, afraid right? of. I'm coming This is home. what I'm afraid of. Come on. I mean, I mean, that would be incredible. The Rays would never do that this. that would really help your team. The Rays would never take back <laughs> Evan Longoria's contract. I couldn't think of a Ray that they've actually paid before and like liked. Nonetheless, yeah. the Rays would not operate like, oh, it's, he's a hero. Yeah, that was almost a decade ago. I mean, I mean, he can't play. He says he's a bum. I don't care what he did in 2015. If Lucas Duda knew how to throw a baseball, he wouldn't be a home, he wouldn't be a hero. 
Uh, so let's just relax a bit here because he almost lost him game one. He gets thrown out by Duda in game five. He's not a hero. Let's go, Rylan. Get fired so up. I don't, I don't want the Royals to operate as an emotional franchise. Good teams don't act emotionally. I don't give a damn what he did before. We can celebrate that with DVDs. We can celebrate that with honorary old-timer games. We can celebrate that with retiring his jersey if you want to. You don't have to pay him the money he's owed this year just because he won a World Series. It sounds like you're a little scared that the Royals might even consider that. There was that's, what, that's what I can tell at the deadline right This year. <laughs> what are we doing? And the Royals notoriously act too much on emotion and they try too hard to play the, mm-hmm. the, the heartstrings of the nation. Don't play my heartstrings. Just win baseball games. I don't care if you cycle through <laughs> players before I can even know how to pronounce their name like the Rays do. At least they win ball games. Just win ball games. I don't care how you do it. If you can, if you throw Javier Reyes out there first base and you win ball games, I don't care. About Javier Reyes. Uh-oh. Mad Dog is coming out. Mad Dog is coming out, guy. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, I don't care about him with the hometown and the love. Uh, but anyways, look, it, it's a terrible offer. It would be a terrible thing for the Royals to do. A secretly not well-run team. Ever since the World Series Allowedly run. That they not a well ran team, by the way. Yeah. I think yeah, it's not quietly anymore, right? I think it's quiet for non baseball fans. I think baseball fans are like, oh my God, this team is basically the Mets, but like in a different sort of way, I think. Or the Rockies the or advice versa. Baseball and had two good seasons to show for it. <laughs> yeah, not uh not great from the Royals. But Ryland, I want to tell you about something that is great. Okay. And it's it rhymes it rhymes with filt bar. Have you ever heard of Have you ever heard of uh, the built bars, Riley? I think I've heard of them really before. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. They're the best protein bars in all the land, not just in Kansas City, not just in Kansas, uh, in San Diego, all the land. And what I love about them the most, aside from being covered in 100 percent chocolate, you know, soft and easy to chew, I love their variety of flavors. They've got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, cookies and cream, which I know is one of uh, Sir Ryland's, one of his favorite flavors. It's really, really good, guys. And they've got all these limited time flavors that they put in uh, out there every now and then. I imagine they're going to have some delicious pumpkin flavor for just the time for the fall season. So definitely uh, and variety is your thing. Built Bar's got you there. And also they're protein bars, so they're healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Guys, what on earth are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Once again, guys, I just want to thank you for making Lockdown Padres your first listen every day, or Lockdown Royals. First listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including the old tube that is for you. YouTube. See what I did there? Um, so, yeah. Now, back to what we were talking about, I guess, about Hosmer, because this is just a delight so far. Uh, yeah, I really think that it's it's one of those, like, wishful thinking things on my behalf. Let me be 100% clear. Everything I said was total BS. Uh, he would be one of the worst moves that you guys could do. The only thing you could hope for is that he somehow isn't this bad, but he's not a good player. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you got to hope that instead of a 0.0 F4, that you get a 0.5. You know what I mean? That's yeah, the best. I, I mean, outside scenario. of last year, he's been this player, so I, I don't. I'm not going to hold out hope. Yeah, uh, of Eric Hosmer. The pods basically gave unless you're attaching McKenzie Gore to this thing, it's not very games. I think that that's the only thing that could happen. And if I'm a team, I'm asking for heck. If I'm a team, I'm asking for Abrams. 
Honestly, I'm asking for CJ Abrams, the top prospects for the Padres right now. I'm asking for Gore too, potentially. Like, there's no reason to do this. I, I, the only thing that Padres fans can hope for is that a team does dumb things again, like we were talking about with the Royals. But Rylan, let's talk about the main topic at hand before we went into the Eric Hosmer thing. If, unless you want to continue uh, just besmirching the man, and because trust it's me, the, the Padres crowd they love it. They love it. It's so much fun. I don't know if you saw. Uh, on Twitter the other day or whatnot, because you're not as uh, plugged into Padres Twitter as I am. Someone did like you heard about the Zodiac Killer got identified. Yeah, I heard. Did you hear that. about that? Yeah, that happened, and someone made this picture. If you guys are watching on YouTube, they photoshopped with the New York Post headline and showed pictures of Eric Hosmer for the, headline, the rally killer. So he killer, killer every damn time. <laughs> Dude, the the Hosmer hate on Padres Twitter is just iconic. Shouts to whoever posted that meme. I'm sorry, I don't have your. Uh, uh, at on me right now, but let's talk about the postseason. Uh, the first thing I want to start with is what did you think of the two wild card games uh, between the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cardinals? And then what's kind of the thing that you're looking forward to most uh, for the rest of the postseason, whether it be matchups, players, narratives, uh, ballpark food, if you happen to be going to game, I don't know. Uh, what did you think of the wild card game, sir? Yeah, famously, a lot of teams around Oklahoma that are in the MLB playoffs. So I, I will not be attending any games uh, uh, th- this postseason. But uh, I, I thought that the wild card was the same as it always is. There's always one great game and always one the game you can turn off pretty quickly. So uh, outside of just having the lore of Yankees Red Sox, the, the Yankees game was not very entertaining. Um, the crowd was great. It was great to have that atmosphere again. And, and the Rays won game one, so they did their job there. Uh because I think that if you would have let the Red Sox win game one, that series looks totally different because of the emotional aspect of it. We've seen teams make a wild run before, and the Red Sox had that emotional high of beating the Yankees and also being a Yankees team that called them out and wanted them on Sunday if there was a 163. I know. Like, that emotional ride that they could have gone on would have been great. Doing? So it was great that the Rays just put their foot down and and kind of kicked them while they were, while they were high. But uh, I think that the Cardinals-Dodgers game was playing at baseball. Least, at least win once. Before you start doing the we want, you know what I mean? At least because say the Yankees, let's pretend they won in 2017. Even if you had lost to the Red Sox a bunch of times, at least it's like earned a little bit. Like, all right, feel yourselves a little bit like you have a win under your belt recently. But then when you're I never understand. Hey, Chris Paul, my beloved, my beloved when the, the line that came out that he was making fun of Giannis and his free throws. I was like, bro, stop. I mean, this is already like a genuine one of the craziest thing that's happened at 36 years old. What you're doing right now, like and it, it wasn't his fault that Giannis randomly figured out how to shoot free throws and everyone's like, oh yeah, CP really blew that. It's like, yes, the six, the six, one point guard. So it's a guard, <laughs> a freaking anime character who was in his power up mode. Okay. Anyway, but like, I just, I hate when teams do that. Like, where are you getting off? Like talking stuff like, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to do the whole unwritten rules are actually great thing. I think it's more, at least it gives us something to talk about, but yeah, Yankees, Red Sox didn't go well. And I agree the, the Cardinals Dodgers game, while it didn't go the way I wanted to was a, brilliant playoff baseball game because the wild card even if it's 1-1 dude my heart was beating every pitch like every fairly pitch felt like it was every pitch <laughs> and it helps because the Dodgers lineup is so, is so great yeah mm-hmm. like you just you can't take a break if you're a pitcher against the Dodgers no. so even whenever they're down one nothing there's not in that bat where you can just kind of relax because the, every mm-hmm. guy is going to be capable of just sending it to Anaheim or I don't know if that's the right direction but nonetheless like sending it far out, out of the stadium so I think that that game is just what made playoff baseball great and I hope that we get that game and those type of games with fun teams with teams like the White Sox and 
uh, you know, th- that can bring swagger and bring intensity and bring highlights and bring bat flips and bring those moments that can get fans into baseball. I think that the biggest thing to help fans get into baseball was that Jose Bautista bat toss against the Rangers. I want more mm-hmm. of those. And I think that Tim Anderson is a prime candidate to bring some of those moments. I think that I that White so. Sox team is a prime team to bring some of those moments. So I'm rooting for moments and things that can get people to like baseball uh, more than anything because my team's not in the, in the postseason. So I don't really care who wins the who wins the World Series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So some people might be wondering why the heck did I invite you on when you have no kind of like investment in, in the postseason. But you are a baseball fan nonetheless, and I just like talking to you. But yeah, I, I I agree. The White Sox are the team that I'm rooting for the most. If anyone wants to check out my um, ALDS preview between them and the Astros on JustBaseball.com, you can go check that out. Uh, I picked the White Sox in five. I don't feel great about it, especially after the events of yesterday. I think, I think they um, punted yesterday. I think that they didn't even try to win that game yesterday. I think that they knew weird. that Flynn sucked against the Astros, and they mm-hmm. threw him out there, and they said, okay, we're going to save our best arm for against your number two arm. And if Lance Lynn somehow beats McCullers, then we're playing with house money the rest of the day. And then if he loses, oh, well, he would have mm-hmm. lost in game two as well. Who gives a damn? Let's just see what he can do against this team he's always terrible against. We have to throw him eventually. Let's just throw him right now. I, I don't feel any you know any type of way uh, about th- that game yet. I think that it's a must-win game too, obviously. So in mm-hmm. like five hours from now, I might feel differently. But, but you know, I think that they just didn't care about game one. And, and they have to win game two, though. They put themselves in that position where you just you have to win game two. Yeah, Giolito versus Framber Valdez. Interesting matchup because Framber Valdez, that's the thing with the Astros is they their pitching isn't like going to wipe you out or anything like that. They just got all these guys that literally, and I wrote about this, like they give you the, the literal definition of quality start. They will not give up more than three. And that's it. That's all they need because they have the best bats on the planet pretty much, uh, and, and including better than the Dodgers, by the way. That, not even kidding. Their offense is better than the Dodgers. It's kind of scary. And the one thing that does scare me, they're hungry, dude you know that they want to go out there and be like, all right, all right, fine, fine. The asterisk, whatever. What are you going to say now? We're just going to win it again. I already know that's what they're talking about in the locker room. They're like, screw all these people who are acting like the, you know, uh, holy is holier than thou. You know what I mean? This is what they're saying. I'm not saying they're right, by the way. I do have some beef with the way we talk about the Astros where I'm like, all right, guys, happens. can we like stop? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like a little annoyed with the, the Astros discourse at this point, but like it's, uh, that also doesn't mean I like the Astros. I don't know why we have some people on this network, Brett Chancey. I'm talking to you, bud. Who's always like, yeah, man, like, see, that's what I've always been saying. It's like, no, that doesn't mean I'm on your side necessarily. It just means that I do defend that you guys get a little bit more hate than I think is sometimes justified, especially because like I said, people act like they're holier than that. We don't have to go down that route of what yeah, baseball teams do to win. Too, they're, but... they're really hungry. And also mm-hmm. that they have the experience. And that's why you, you cannot lose game two. Exactly. And, and, and exactly. in baseball, there's almost a never must win game until you're facing elimination because baseball is so wacky and random. And you see the Royals make mm-hmm. a comeback in every round in 2015 <laughs> to win a World Series. So, like, it, it's it's weird what baseball is. However, when you're facing a team that's hungry, as you mentioned and laid out there, but also has tenfold the playoff experience than you do. That's the difference. It, it, it allowed the Royals to come back on the Astros. With just one year of playoff experience, they were more poised and controlled uh, against the Astros in 2015 whenever they were facing their first real taste of playoff baseball, the Astros were, and it causes you to do random stuff. I mean, Carlos Correa is a great fielder. Off his glove, series is over. Royals make a huge comeback in Houston, and you're not going to win in Coffin Stadium. Like, just those little details and staying staying within yourself and just remembering how to play the game of baseball, like not forgetting how to field a brown ball, those things right there uh, 
or just something that you can't really measure besides just saying, hey, they have experience and the White Sox don't. So as fun as White Sox are, they've got to go all out today to win. And you're going to get that travel day, so it's going to help you utilize that bullpen as much as you need to. Hopefully, Giolito can be awesome. If they lose game two, though, it's over. And just put the Astros in the in the CS because they, they have the talent, uh, they have the experience, and they have that they have that desire, that, that, that fire in their belly, as you might say. So yeah. uh, it's going to be fun. I think that there's no bad matchup in the CS. I think that because the Rays are going to get there and not the Red Sox, Rays, White Sox is awesome. Rays, Astros is awesome. So I'm rooting for moments. I'm rooting for just incredibly fun, historic games that we're going to remember forever. Hey, Randy Rosarina. How about that guy yesterday? The stealing of the home home. I think he had a home run too. Like imagine Randy Rosarina home happened like a one one game. Now that would be yeah, like, no, right. oh my god, that would have been just iconic. Uh, honestly, like, and he's already an iconic guy. He's become you know how like by, by NBA vernacular we say playoff Rondo and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like playoff Randy. I think we have to. That might be a new thing that we have I to saw talk about. He's a solid like a, player, it's like a real thing. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Uh, and like, imagine incredible. trying to tell your grandkids about him twenty years from now. I know, man. Like, it, it won't sound real. What, what is, it won't, is, they'll yeah. think that you're lying to them. Yeah, they'll think you're lying. They'll be like, "What?" They'll think you're lying about that Rays game from last year, the game five. Oh, the Brett, Brett Phillips game, the Royals legend Brett Phillips. Dude, game? oh my god, oh my god, Royals legend Brett Phillips. The it's just like, man. I literally am rooting for everybody over the Dodgers. I, the nightmare scenario for me is Red Sox Dodgers in the World Series because I would, it would be so hard because my brand, I have to hate the Red Sox, but then my job is like, I have to hate the Dodgers. I don't know who I would, you know, I, I, that I'm would be, it's like Dodgers. if we ever had gotten Patriots Cowboys in the Super Bowl where I'd just be like, I don't know what to do. The Cowboys are arguably, I hate them as a single entity more than any professional sports team, but oh, man. So, Bowl, so yeah, I'm just happy that they're playing the Rays. I think the Rays, they just don't, they don't, the Red Sox are, I think they'll take one. I don't think they're going to get swept, but they're the type of team that, you know, is going to finagle when Boston sports has been punishing us for years, but the Rays are the type of team that doesn't blow it. Like in the first round, at least, you know what I mean? So that, that does, give me hope in that respect they got shane baz going out here like just picking up random guy shane mcclanahan <laughs> like it's just like just unbelievable stuff for the rays but i'm with you i'm running for moments i think we're gonna have them we had them last year heck with my team we had them the tatis bat flip which is the cover of mlb the show was which you I, know, played last time. I, I think that? it's just in terms of a look yeah which uh i mean my team of course is just uh, a total just uh, God damn, dude! It's been dark. <laughs> it's been tough. Yeah, I mean, the... it's not as tough as some other shows out there that are like I have no good players at all. Like I can't talk about anything. But I think it's almost yeah, worse because that's like for... at least mm. at least teams who are like very bad, like the Royals were last year, and they are bad this year, and the Rangers. Like at least you can make a meme of it. Like you can make a joke and a bit around it. Like. You can't joke about the Padres <laughs> being terrible because they're supposed to be like World Series contenders. Like, oh, like now you you're having to play. It's not so like they got bounced in the wild card. You're having either. to put so much stress on like, okay, happen, how right? do we actually get to the World Series? How do we actually get to the playoffs now? Like, you're having to put actual like kind of investment into this offseason and like figuring out the pieces and trying to string and connect every little move together. Where the Rangers and Bryce can sit back and just go, oh yeah, we suck. <laughs> how about the draft? Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay moving on all right bye 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 everybody um yeah i think that uh with the pods it's like it's not like they got bounced in the wild card like that would be disappointing but at least it's like all right well the giants blew up this year 
no one really expected them to blow up as much as this. He got stuck in the wild card and maybe get bounced by the Cardinals or whoever the heck, right? Or the Dodgers, um, which, man, I mean, let me tell you, if the Padres had beaten the – I mean, we were talking about this early on in the year about um, the, the potential for a Dodgers – Padres one game wild card I'm like that would be awesome for baseball I think in a lot of ways I think the series would be great too if that ended up happening but the wild card game would have been magnificent but of course it did not come to fruition did not come to fruition that's why you know like predicting and betting on sports is so annoying like nobody expected the Giants to be this good and Rylan speaking of betting you like that transition that was pretty good right we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one sport for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got updated odds, you know, bets, props, and contests for everything. Bet Online continues to be the number one place. Head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus just for listening to this show. We gave you a promo code for 50% uh, from football, not just football, but also to baseball, to basketball, to boxing, to hockey, to even award shows, whenever. I don't even know when the next award show thing is, but they've got you covered for everything, guys. They've got all these fun props and whatnot. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Rylan. Let's keep talking, man, because that's what we do here over at Lock. It is a podcast. We speak. It is a podcast indeed. As much as I'd love to like, you know, maybe Twitch stream or something like that. Maybe maybe we should do that. I mean, I've been trying to get this kid to hop on Fall Guys for the longest time. Oh, I got just, you. I, I got just see his little locked on Thunder username and he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm playing 2K or whatever. That. I'm like, yeah, you nerd. Grinding, hop on the Fall Guys. My Watch the little... The guys that waddle around, you know, <laughs> come on, you're telling me that. Anyway, maybe we'll play um, a little bit later on today. But um, I want to talk to Off you quickly right about the Giants, I guess. Um, right now? Right after Let's we're go. done? I mean, I'm down. I'm down right after we put out this episode. I'm down. I'm, it's Friday. Hey, it's <laughs> Friday, right? Um, Friday fall, guys. Um, so, look, we, we just uh, alluded to the Giants. I want to ask you about that series really quickly because I feel like that's the one that everyone is, just in terms of on paper, I don't think anyone debates that. That is the best series on paper. Giants-Dodgers, 107 to 106 wins. Incredible stuff. Do you have any kind of immediate thoughts? Awful. Uh, because if you are rooting for the Dodgers, then you might, I mean, might, I might have to end the pod. I mean, I might have to burn it all down right here. Uh, well, uh, the Oklahoma City Dodgers uh, are, of course, a AAA affiliate of the Dodgers. So I've seen a lot of these players mm-hmm. play in minor league baseball, but mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for the Dodgers. Uh, I don't care who wins, but I'm, and I don't like the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers, and so, therefore, I would guess I'm rooting for the Giants. Uh, and you know why I hate the Dodgers. It's it, it's obvious to you, but not to other people. Uh, now, uh, in yeah. terms of series, I think this can be a historic series. This could be the moment series. The, the, the problem is they're playing on the West Coast, but I like what baseball is doing starting the games at eight o'clock central, which is not going to be too terribly bad for East coast are still a bit bad, but not terribly bad. Uh, I, I think that this can be one of those series that just is nonstop moments in a jam packed five game series. Uh, I, I was impressed with the Dodgers wild card game crowd. I thought that the crowd was less wine and cheese and more like actual genuine baseball mm-hmm. fans that were trying to. Uh, it's a good way to put it. Wine and cheese. Trying to like get kind of energized. And I know that San Fran's mm-hmm. going to bring it. Like I know that the San Fran crowd will be awesome. They'll have the orange towels. They'll just be screaming their heads off and going berserk. So atmosphere-wise, you're going to get great atmosphere because these two teams hate each other. And the fan bases hate each other. You don't need motivation to get 
this kind of environment for either side. Now, hopefully the games live up to that and the games are very close. That's all I want. I just want close games. That way that atmosphere can really be put on display and the intensity of baseball can be put on display. Because I think that people don't realize how intense baseball is and how like, because you can't really do the whole dunk on your opponent and start pointing at them and screaming and going crazy and jumping on the scores table. Like you're not going to do that a ton. You might scream whenever you strike somebody out or something, but it's not going to happen every single moment, but every moment defines what happens in the end. That leaping catch that you make in the third inning that looks almost routine because they're so great, that saved two runs and now you win by one run and that saved the entire series. Like Stuff Mm -hmm. like that that needs to be explained more than in other sports where it's just kind of obvious that, hey, if I dunk and get two points, that's a great thing. I can get excited about that. Like I think that this is a series that can highlight all the intensity that goes into baseball and goes into, you know, playing baseball and watching baseball. So I think that it's going to be a great one. It's hard to kind of bet against the Dodgers. It just is. And for some reason, I just can't get behind the giants being a great baseball team. Like even as they win 107 games, I'm just like, ah, they're going to fall apart eventually. Well, they won 107 games. So probably not, but there's just something Mm -hmm. about this team that I just can't fully buy into. It's like the little engine that could that somehow won 107 games. So I'm going to say the Dodgers win, but I'm hoping that the Giants win and it's a close one and it goes five. I think that this is the series that has game five potential. I'm not sure about the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where just does the just the breakout because a lot of the guys on nice, nice. What is that? Is that signed by someone or it's the official it's the official it, baseball of the Pacific Coast League triple uh, A? Oh, nice. That was, the Dodgers. that was really a prop trade. I didn't expect you to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that I was got, awesome. I got, I got I mean, another I've prop right here. Little, my hair ties in the way, but. I'm my little Luffy guy right here, but I don't have Mike, any props. Mike, oh, Mike who's Stockis that? right here. He got, he got sent down in 2014. This is great content for audio listeners. Sorry, guys. He got, he got sent down in 2014 into Omaha right before the playoffs. Um, he was pissed to be mm-hmm. there. Did not want to be there, but he still signed autographs. Still signed for all the Royals fans there because there are a lot of ones that go to the Oklahoma City games. Uh, and so he signed all these autographs. And he immediately like goes over the three strikeouts and breaks his helmet because he throws it down so hard and breaks his bat over his knee. He did not want to be there. And then he becomes a playoff hero in 2014, as you put it for Hosmer, who was actually a real playoff hero uh, against his hometown Angels. So it was kind of fun getting that autograph and that props here to enlighten you. I don't have the fancy backdrops of all the books that you're reading, although I would contest yeah, I mean, just all the. I books. would contest that you're like LeBron. You have all these books you've never read a damn one. And you're showing the first page of all of them. You're gonna you're gonna sh- show up pregame to the podcast, walking in in your fancy outfit, that, you know, looking at the book like you're reading it, and you're in the index. Yeah, you anything. Yeah, like I was texting my butler to send me something down um, before just a couple minutes ago. It's gonna bring me like some cheesecake type thing just to get the the energy. I remember going. whenever no, you I, mean, no, I haven't read. My mom is a big book nerd. I remember whenever you recorded hmm. podcast in bed. That's how long I've been. I know I've been with you. Wow. Oh my god, I, that's a good point though. Like it's been a while. You would wear since a I've snuggie. You would wear a snuggie, yeah, yeah. and you were just slumped. You were just you were just uh, chilling. I need to bring back the snuggie though, because it makes me look like the swinging fire. I need to like I need and to bring, bring that back. back. That hair, actually is a really great flow. point. Look at this flow. You oh, I know. I'm actually hair. gonna get another now. haircut because I gotta I gotta get rid of this part right here. But um, yeah, man, I I agree on all the things about the the Giants and Dodgers, except for see the funny thing is I don't think now in fairness it did get balanced out because Max Muncy also is out for the for for the Dodgers too. But Brandon Belt, like I don't think people realize how good he's been just as an offensive player. He's been one of the five best, literally one of the five best since 2020, uh, like WRC plus wise. I know you're not a stat guy, but like 
It's I don't think that's too much of a yeah, one. It's pretty stats. Stat. Like he's gonna yeah. break home runs, run scored. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what stat matters the most, Tommy? How many runs did you score that day? What? Right. That's the only way you can win ball games. How many runs did you score that day? So that's what I want to know. Whenever mm-hmm. these stat nerds, you're talking about the stat nerds. Uh, you mentioned that earlier about the Perez thing. I'll take I'll take his home runs and his you know all his home runs and, and sacrifice twenty walks because you know what happens whenever you walk on a bad baseball team hobby they don't fucking drive you in and I'm sorry for cursing there they don't drive you in <laughs> I mean, all right who's gonna drive him in so what did he do he walked and now his OBPS bacon plus two thousand is a point percentage higher than it is now but he doesn't have the run and what do you do hobby when you don't have runs you lose ball games. And the Royals lost plenty of ball games. They don't need help doing that. So score run. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. But let me tell you something real quick, though. Like, if you bring up the numbers, this should do a lot. Uh, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog Parody Show. <laughs> it's just us, but like some filter is on there. I gotta tell you, I don't like the stats. I don't like the advanced numbers. What are we doing OPS for? Batting average, home runs, RBIs. They were good for 100 years, and now all of a sudden, I could anymore. How come we could tell that Babe Ruth was a good ball player, but to know that Mike Trout's a good ball player, I gotta have the awkward good 50,000. This is just great. It's great. Mike, 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 did you don't understand the walk rate? You don't understand the walk rate on this one, all right? I don't even know what, forget, I can't do a Francesa. I wish I could. Uh, yeah, I can't. I tried to do a Francesa. It's just too hard. He's, he's, he's the Pope of New York over there. But yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. I agree sometimes the Freakalytics crowd, when they start bringing an expected ERA for a guy who has like a seven this year, it's like, when's it going to happen? After the next election? Is that when the XERA is going to kick in? Uh, a good friend of mine who's been on this podcast before, uh, Colby Olson, uh, who, who's who's not well, he's not part of the Freakalytics crowd. He's just an analytics. He's like in the middle between Freakalytics versus, you know, so he, he's pretty solid. But like he's been riding for Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox, who got lit up yesterday, did not last uh, more than <laughs> And then he's always been talking, dude, his XERA and all this stuff. And we're all like, oh, yeah. So it's becoming a, an ongoing joke. That every time um, someone's like, wait, yeah, when does that when does that next Doctor Strange movie comes out? And someone will just be like, when Eduardo Rodriguez's expected ERA is going to kick in in like 2023. So that's an ongoing joke. Stats are helpful. They're useful. But there is a Freakalytics crowd who seems almost hellbent on making the sport boring sometimes. I'm not talking about all of them. Some are creative. You've seen like guys like, you know, Foolish Baseball who make great content on YouTube where like even the little things like making it very video gamey. They have a meme kind of vibe to them. If you're just going to get up here and be like Juan Soto, clear MVP, because his WRC plus was higher by six points. It's like, well, did he have one meaningful at bat? And by the way, it's not his fault. But did he have one meaningful at bat for the Washington Nationals this year after the trade deadline and all that? No, like there was no at bat where it was like, wow, they really need him to do that. Whether or not that means that it's easier to hit versus harder, I don't know. But like, I'm just saying, like, you can't ignore those things Bryce Harper's out here getting like only four pitches to hit a game because they know he's the only one useful in that lineup and they want to beat the Phillies because the Phillies you know and they need him they need him to do well so that's my MVP and it's not that complicated baseball is an all-around pretty simple game let me tell you something I don't give a damn how many times Soto Press walks because you know what he's barely faster than Billy Butler so if he gets on first he ain't stealing second right and if he gets on first (laughs) you know who's not going to drive in Salvador Perez Ryan O'Hearn 
Ryan McBroom. These guys are not driving in Perez. Because you know what? Not only would they need to get a hit, but he, he's only so fast. He can only get to second on a single. He can maybe get the third if you somehow put it in the gap. He's not incredibly fast. You need two hits. You know who didn't get many hits last year, Javi? That damn Royals lineup, right? So I'd rather have the home run than a walk. I just would. And all this nonsense that started with Billy Bean, who's never won anything in his life, uh-huh. by the way, I might add. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Billy Bean's a fraud. You got to be careful. Be careful now, sir. I mean, it, it's so easy oh, to win a no. World Series that Dayton Moore's done it. He's been there twice. But Billy Bean can't construct mm. the lineup. That's good enough to do it. Now, I will say, I do respect analytics to a degree. <laughs> I, I want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> They're perfectly clear. Right? No, that? no, let me be clear. All the past 15 minutes, I do respect you guys still. It's like, what's going on? But there's on? a difference in taking it to – there's a step too far, right? I think that analytics yeah. can explain Nicky Lopez's season where all of a sudden this guy who got sent down in training camp and was, and was terrible last year and worse here in baseball all of a sudden is better than Carlos Santana, that there's reasons for that. But when it comes to something as simple as Salvador Perez home runs and you're going to complain about his home run total – and say that they hit too many of them and should have done something else. You're just being you're just being a jackass at that point. You're you're just being unnecessarily difficult. Like that's all you're doing. Like there, we don't need to go that far, right? You can talk about how unlucky somebody is. That's fine. Although that's part of the game, so like it doesn't really matter how unlucky they are. You can talk about all that stuff. But whenever you're whenever you're trying to act like what Perez did this year wasn't great, we've taken it too far, and that's what turns people off. Like like whenever you want people to come to your side and be on your side of this and embrace analytics you cannot take what's objectively awesome and what Salvador Perez did for a meanless Kansas City team and make it something that's not fun and make it something that's just oh well actually let me tell you why you're so stupid and why you are so backwards thinking and why you are not ahead of the times and why you are so stuck in your ways no you know what's cool a damn home run you don't need to explain it to me it's a home run I get it right like you don't not everything needs to be quantified and like well, actually, let me tell you the scientific reason why you should actually be doing this and not that. No. What you should be doing is having fun. This is a sport. Have fun. Basketball is the only sport that does advanced stats good in the sense of it doesn't necessarily over-inflate or over-conflict with fun. The only time, and this is one example, <laughs> of where basketball stat nerds got in the way was one time Anthony Edwards last year had an incredible dunk, and Nate Duncan oh, yeah. said, well, he's not very efficient tonight. Don't give a damn. Was yeah. a but but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so rare in basketball, we can remember the one time. In baseball, they try to take away every milestone. If you've ever accomplished anything in baseball, they say, well, look at this one metric we made up five minutes ago that we calculated and calibrated every single at bat from whenever he was a teenager in high school and whenever he was a little leaguer and now all of a sudden we're going to add in his major league baseball season and he's actually not that good okay what are we doing just stop just stop whatever happened to batting average whatever happened to rbis whatever happened to run scored i want to know <laughs> i want to know what, what we do with them I got Look, I got the telecast is... on here. It can't show me the the, you know, the broadcast on TBS. It can't show me the miles per hour on a pitch. It can't show me the strike zone. It can't show me who's the batter. It can't show me what kind of pitch was being thrown. But it can show me a guy's OPS plus three thousand. I don't give a damn. Let's play baseball. 
I agree. Let's play baseball. What's the league average s- for batting average? No. I don't think you're starting this. For batting average? I have no idea. Exactly. What's the league average for OPS? Stop. stop. I got to stop you before it's too late. I got to stop. Bring back the batting average. Late. That's what I'm reading for. He's already. Bring back the batting average. Rylan Styles. on that note. Let's start wrapping this up. What do you, is there anything you have, you know, I thought you were great on this podcast. I thought your WRC plus was 160. I will say. I don't even know <laughs> I what that you means. Great. A wins above replacement. I the baseball podcast. A wins above replacement of seven. <laughs> then look it up. Maybe that's your fault. All right. Maybe we should go with stats every five minutes. Baseball's simple. You either hit the ball or you don't. You either get on base or you don't. Either this is out, like Hall of Fame old man for me right now. This is Hall of Fame old man for me right now. I don't need these damn advantages. But no, in, in all seriousness, guys, uh, before Riley gets a little bit too more worked up and getting himself canceled on baseball Twitter, um, <laughs> Riley, do you have any other last words, final words you want to say? Not on analytics, but just on baseball, any World Series prediction you might have if you want to call your World Series winner right now. Go for it before you wrap this thing up. I got Rays winning the World Series. They're actually going to take it home this year. Uh, I hope anyway. I love what the Rays are doing. Uh, don't have any baseball predictions. Hopefully the Royals are good next year. They, I think that they really can be a good team as we had our opening monologue earlier about that. Love the show, Javi. First time, long time. I guess now third time, long time. But nonetheless, we're going to be back. We're going to do some sort of draft. We might do all three. We might just do a, Hall- a Halloween draft, a Thanksgiving draft, and a Christmas Day draft. Yeah. We, we might as well do that. Uh, so it'll be a ton of fun all offseason long. Uh, I wish we were in the same division to where we could actually talk a lot more, but it's always a pleasure talking with uh, the man himself locked on now hall of famer, Javier Reyes. <laughs> you also got my Twitter handle Thank wrong, you which so I much, am Nick. very offended by it's, it's just, there's no one on my, there's Did no I really? one on my Twitter handle at all. That's a lie. My Twitter handle. Oh is my not God. One. That's never so had a weird. One. It's never had a one. Who did I, who did I mix that up with that? Uh, all right. Then I guess maybe it was the, the, I, the template or something like that, that I messed up. I don't know. But um, anyway, aside from that disgraceful moment by myself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do a draft for favorite baseball moments of 2021. We could do that. Maybe that could be a lot of fun, something like that. But uh, on that note, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you for making Lockdown Padres your first listen every day or Lockdown Royals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available on all platforms. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, everybody. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on all free platforms and whatnot. Follow the YouTube, Lockdown Padres. You're seeing me in my new HD camera. You're seeing Rylan with, with the flow. It's really great stuff on there. Um, in terms of the future of the pod, next week, going to be talking about the most top 10 tragic moments of the Padres 2021 Eric season. Cosmer, Eric Cosmer, yes, Eric Cosmer slander. Eric Cosmer, Eric Cosmer, Eric Cosmer. Just the whole top 10 will be Eric Cosmer. Lots of slander for that one. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. And until next time, stay safe. And of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful enemies. Take care. Let's go, Padres.